0: Hello, my name is Zach, and to this day, we still don't know who let the dogs out in Baja men's classic, Who Let the Dogs Out?
1: And my name is Casey, and when I was in high school, I won Most Improved in golf two years in a row, and it stung both times. And you're listening to Celluloid Jam. A.K.A. 2020, 2020, the worst year in movies. Uh, and Right now, we're going to be doing our Golden Globes recap. The Golden Globes 2021 just ended about an hour and a half ago. And we have a few thoughts, but mostly we're just going to tell you what happened and, you know, let, let you know how the show went down. The yeah. high, The highs, the lows, the surprises, the technical difficulties. You'll hear it all here.
0: Yeah, this really is um, a lot of an eye-opener for what award shows kind of look like during this pandemic age. I mean, of course, we've already had the Emmys, and we've seen how they operate. So it's really interesting to see how the Golden Globes thought they could either make it better or improve upon some, you know, pandemic award show kind of shenanigans, and they did not disappoint
1: so let's start out by uh, telling you a little bit about our Golden Globes Predictions podcast. Uh, so, you know, a few weeks ago, we did our Golden Globes Predictions, and now we know who won mm-hmm. in terms of who got the most right, uh, and it was me. There were 25 categories, and I guessed 17 of them correctly. Uh, Zach guessed 10 of them. 10. 10 out of 25. He had more ambitious picks.
0: Well, I was more of a pessimistic um, viewpoint because I was trying to like get into the mind of the Hollywood Forum press because sometimes they can be a little bit out of touch with some of the decisions that they make. And you were much more... I would say generous with your picks. I mean, I wouldn't even say generous. I would say deserving for a lot of the mm-hmm. main categories of like drama and comedy in terms of film. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm i glad that you won, honestly. <laughs> I didn't want, you know, Mank to win Best Drama or mm-hmm. um, I didn't want Lin-Manuel Miranda to win as Best Actor. Mm-hmm. It rightfully went to Sasha Baron Cohen.
1: Yeah. And I think that's the one of the things I really took away from the ceremony is that even though the nominations were pretty questionable in a lot of categories, I feel like the winners weren't questionable. The winners, for the most part, were very deserving. Yeah.
0: And that's always nice to see in my award shows.
1: There were a couple big surprises, though. And let's talk about those first. Uh so we both thought that Maria Bakalova would have been a shoe-in for best supporting actress in a musical or, performance. Yeah, in a musical or comedy for her performance in Borat a subsequent movie film. Uh but it ended up going to Rosamund Pike for I, I
0: Care a Lot.
1: Yes, for I Care a Lot. Uh haven't seen it, can't speak to it or her performance. Uh But I just feel like with Maria Bakalova's performance, that just goes above and beyond normal acting. Because most acting is done in a pretty safe environment. And she had to be brave, not just as like an actor and a performer, but just brave in general for the situation she was putting herself in.
0: Well, not only that, I mean, of course, that is a testament to her performance but also mm-hmm. the movie is a comedy and yes. she is hilarious in it she she has somehow steals the show from sasha baron cohen borat yeah and she's funny in her own right so um again i care a lot came out on netflix i want to say this past weekend and i'm sure they submitted it for the golden globes um a couple of months ago or a month ago however this has just been this her performance was one of the main selling points for getting a lot of people to watch Borat's subsequent mm-hmm. movie film so it's really unbelievable i i thought she was a shoe in that being said whenever oscar season comes around and it's right around the corner mm-hmm. i'm still going to think that she has the shot in winning the oscar for her performance
1: yeah i hope she's i hope she's at least nominated and i definitely hope she wins hang
0: on wait a second i've seen posters for i care a lot why is Roseman pike best supporting
1: is she not the lead
0: i thought she was the lead i mean we we had
1: this question when we found out that jodie foster was nominated for best supporting actress in a drama was it and we were like it feels like when we watched the trailer we were like isn't she the lead she feels like the lead
0: and then she won
1: yeah, nothing against Roseman Pike though. She did have a, like a, a an odd moment at the end of her acceptance speech where she said something like, "I thank the American legal system for, you know, allowing us <laughs> yeah, to be able to tell these yikes. stories." <laughs> and I, I'm gonna give her the benefit benefit of the doubt. I think that was just her tripping over her words. I mean, for it some was like point that she was trying to make, but it came out a little awkward.
0: It was like in the moment. She's in her home. She just got this award. She's like. You know, she's off the dome with whatever she's saying, and it might not be clear and concise thoughts all the time.
1: Yeah, she seemed a little flustered. She was probably surprised with the rest of us, but yeah, a
0: Um, little bit awkward
1: at the end of the uh,
0: the 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 speech. (laughs) The next one that I want to talk about is the miniseries, the best miniseries Mm -hmm. or TV movie, what have you, we were for sure Small Axe was going to win, and the award went to The Queen's Gambit, which, Mm -hmm. you know, is a a great Netflix series. I love it. I think it is very well done, and I feel weird talking about how I think this other TV miniseries should have won, having not seen it, but I've heard so much... Praise, excuse me, praise behind it.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Like I've seen The Queen's Gambit and I really like The Queen's Gambit, but it doesn't have quite the same level of high art quality to it that some of the other nominees had. Um, it felt more like it, I of all the nominees, though, I felt like it was the most popular, like amongst amongst the general public. And I kind of wonder if that's why they you know, gave it to the Queen's Gambit, because they were like, this is a good miniseries that a lot of people have seen and liked.
0: I mean, you were trying to go that alley or you were trying to go that route with the Mandalorian.
1: <laughs> sure. Yeah, I, I knew the Mandalorian was a, a wild guess, though. The, the Queen's Gambit has a little bit more prestige to it. It also has the chess pieces, like, on the ceiling, which, wild imagery.
0: (laughs) I think that that's fantastic. I, you know, this is Hollywood, baby. This is Netflix. We're going to go in or all out. That is a fantastic visual for what she sees her head. Um,
1: Yeah, we definitely thought Small Axe was a shoe in as well.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I think I made the right choice in, you know, putting a lot of my TV stock into The Crown and a lot of my decision making. That swept. Um, Never seen The Crown. Heard wonderful things about it. It's too British for me, but I'm glad it won. The one category that I didn't um, Mm -hmm. put it to was the best actor yeah in a drama because whenever i was making my predictions my thought process was you know i don't want to give all of the acting categories to the crown that yeah. just seems excessive and i just have egg on my face now
1: <laughs> we neither of us picked uh josh o'connor for best was the best actor best supporting actor
0: i think it was best actor
1: okay yeah neither of us picked him uh and we both did not get it it was it was a bit of a surprise a surprise i i I, you know, from what I had heard about The Crown, like, he's playing Prince Charles. Everybody hated him. So I think it was interesting that he still won. Like, a good performance, but everybody hated him.
0: And he was also that creep in Emma.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, another big surprise uh, for us was that Frances McDormand did not win Best Leading Actress in a Drama Motion Picture. Um, it actually went to Audra Day for the United States versus Bill Billy Holiday um which is not a movie we have seen
0: whenever we made the predictions we didn't we didn't see no Man Land, but we watched it just last weekend and mm. it is wonderful it's a wonderful film I really mm-hmm. would love to talk about it more on an upcoming episode but Frances McDormand great praise for her performance mm-hmm. and I everybody was so sure that she was going yeah. to win the category
1: yeah I don't think it was just us I think that was also what was bolstering our assumption that she would win was how many people and critics that we follow on different you know social media and you know different news outlets everyone was pretty sure that she was going to win so that was a big surprise that being said uh it doesn't feel as much like a snub as it did with Maria Bakalova um it just feels more like a surprise because it was a very tough category like mm-hmm. the best um actress category for the uh, motion picture drama you had Viola Davis in Bottom. You have Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman, Carrie Mulligan, promising young woman, and of course Andre Day for the United States versus Billy Holiday. Um and she ended and who won. A very tough category. Uh haven't seen the movie, but i, I mean I'm not upset that Francis Dorman didn't win. I just was kind of surprised.
0: Looking at a lot of the immediate reactions, I have heard that um the United States versus Billy Holiday isn't the best movie, however, mm-hmm. But I have heard the actress Andre Day is the best thing about the movie. So, yeah. you know, if she's able to get um, some accolades for this performance, uh, good on her. Good on her. Wonderful.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Were there any other big surprises like award wise that shocked you?
1: No, and you you know, listeners, you might be thinking, of course, you should be just surprised, Casey. You missed eight categories, which I would say, <laughs> no, like there were some categories I made wild guesses, like with the Mandalorian, that I knew it wouldn't win, and there were others that I was just completely like blind guessing, like with best original song. Yeah, neither of us got uh, that one right. I I should have guessed Soul for best score, but I was actually pulling for Mank. I do like the music in Mank, but also it's the same guys. Mank and Soul, they were uh, both Trent Reznor and... Atticus Ross. And then someone else for Soul also, who didn't work on Mank, I think.
0: No, it was the same guy. It was Atticus Ross. But weren't there three people on Soul? No, there were two people. Are you sure? After some research, I learned that I'm wrong. Um, The other winner for the award for Soul was this man named John Batiste. Yeah. Um, he's responsible for a lot of the jazz music in the film. You know how half mm-hmm. of the movie takes place in the great before and the other half takes place in, real wor- in the real world where a lot of its influence is jazz. Um, it sounds wonderful. The whole movie is wonderful.
1: I guess we could talk about some of the good wins yeah, as well, yeah, instead of, of just the surprises. Uh, Chloe Zhao won for Best Director, making her the first Asian woman to win for Best Director. Wonderful. She's also just the second woman in general to win for Best Director at the Golden Globes. We were like, oh, who who was the first? It was probably Catherine Bigelow, right? Looked it up. It was actually Barbara Streisand. Barbara Streisand for Yentl, first woman to win Best Director at the Golden Globes. Really? Yes, really.
0: For Yentl?
1: Uh, Yeah, I haven't seen Yentl, but good for her, honestly.
0: I think Yentl was like the subject of a lot of jokes in the 80s. Yeah. It was like an easy punchline joke.
1: We were watching the Barbra Streisand Star is Born the other day from the 1970s. And, you know, it's it's fine. But it was uh, originally they wanted Elvis Presley to play the male lead. And as we were watching it, I just could not unsee the version with Elvis Presley that would have been so amazing.
0: I don't want to veer too off topic for the Golden Globes, but I, I will say for A Star Is Born from 1974, the wildest thing that happened is 8 minutes in whenever Barbara Streisand's character is introduced in her in a bar with her singing group and the singing group is called the Oreos mm-hmm. because Barbara Streisand sings in between two black women.
1: Yeah, that that wasn't okay. <laughs> that was bad. That's of the uh, times. That was very of the time. Uh, or it was bad then. I cannot speak for the 1970s. Um, there were, uh, I guess, veering away from that. We have come a ways in terms of diversity. There were... Uh, lot of diverse wins tonight at the golden globes off the
0: bat we had daniel kaluuya win for judas and the black messiah
1: he had some technical difficulties i don't know if that was on the globe's end or on his end (laughs) um but they got that fixed right away he was the first winner of the night uh and after that it was fairly smooth yeah
0: i'm honestly shocked that there weren't more technical difficulty moments like that and that Mm -hmm. that happened so quick out of the gate
1: that was the biggest technical difficulty of the night and it happened right away so they got Got out of the way, Perfect. but and I'm happy he won. Um, yeah, he's, same. He's great in uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Mm-hmm. Um, we also had John Boyega.
0: Yes, one for Love best small acts. Yep,
1: one for best actor in a miniseries. We already talked about Chloe Zhao. Um, then we have you know Andre.
0: Just as the I wanted to talk a little bit of how like the show operated mm-hmm. and does it work in 2020 or 2021? Does it work to have an awards show mm-hmm. where a lot of the nominees are safe in their homes Mm -hmm. i think that it worked pretty well yeah it didn't seem too jarring for me at times they it is a nice mix of having Presenters over Zoom and having presenters in person. Mm -hmm. This award show was unique because they filmed in primarily two locations. One being New York, where Tina Fey was hosting, and the other location being in Los Angeles, where Amy Poehler was hosting. And their side-by-side banter still flowed very well. Mm -hmm. I think it it's very reminiscent of their previous times hosting. You don't miss a beat. They have wonderful chemistry. Yeah. And they also honored Norman Lear as well as Jane Fonda, who Ooh. I was not aware was such a bad bitch.
1: <laughs> I was aware that I was aware that she was a bad bitch. I was not aware how many screen credits she had. She was in a lot of stuff, and they had an amazing like video montage tribute to her. Um, it was amazing. It was great to watch.
0: Yes. And same for the Norman Lear one, Norman Lear, um, such a iconic piece of, you know, sitcom history. Uh, giving uh, diverse families a chance to be seen, like Good Times or The Jeffersons. And he's 98 and still kicking, very well-spoken for his age. Um, That being said, while we did honor people like Jane Mm -hmm. Fonda and Norman Lear, it's an awards show, so of course you have (laughs) to have your comedy bits. Um, Some of them went on a little too long for me, but I Mm -hmm. guess that's with any awards show, uh, primarily or particularly with... Keenan Thompson and Maya Rudolph that
1: <laughs> that was a weird bit that
0: was a very mm. weird bit
1: back to um Amy Poehler and Tina Fey real quick like uh what I want to say about them was you know they have had some amazing, you know, monologues at the Golden Globes. I especially love when George Clooney was given a, like a lifetime achievement award and they introduced him by talking about his wife and how, you know, she had, she's been like this amazing lawyer and worked on all these amazing cases. And today we're giving a lifetime achievement award to her husband, the actor. <laughs> so funny. And I would say that they, even though they were in two different locations, their chemistry was still good. That was amazing. Um, their jokes weren't maybe as good as usual they had I'd say more misses than hits but when they hit it was great my personal favorite was when uh, they introduced or Amy Poehler introduced Joaquin Phoenix uh, and she said and uh, next up to present former Mouseketeer and all-around silly billy Joaquin Phoenix
0: (laughs) and I laughed so hard at that man you know now that you say that Joaquin Phoenix is a silly billy (laughs)
1: a little bit uh so they did have some bits that you know they were they like the keenan thompson and the Maya rudolph that was like okay where's this going it's you, not really going anywhere okay
0: and do you remember the first responder and the actors bits mm, with the doctors and the yeah, nurses
1: that was that went on a long time that
0: was quite i mean i did have a few chuckles none of the jokes are coming to my mind right now but i remember oh um glenn close made a joke about how she's old
1: Oh, that was kind of
0: funny. That, that was, was kind of funny. That was kind of funny.
1: I liked when Barb and Star came on. Oh yeah, that's... to present the award for best comedy, which they sh- this was a category they should have won, but because of you know weird submission rules, they they weren't even eligible to compete. So,
0: which that is ridiculous. <laughs> um, I can see people who haven't seen Barb and Star not enjoying that bit because mm-hmm. it does go a little bit too long. Yeah, but having seen it, I think. I just love seeing these characters, and exactly. the more that I see them, I'm just the more I want more, and I hope they make an appearance at the Oscars.
1: If you've seen the movie, you would have thought the bit was funny. Maybe. Exactly, it's like <laughs> I a, it's it was like a, it's
0: like an inside joke. Yeah. Um. Watch Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. It's totally worth the twenty dollars.
1: One of the last things I want to talk about. I think this was just, uh, you know, investigated within the last few weeks and uncovered that the Hollywood Foreign Press Association does not have any. Black members uh, in, you know, of its 80-something person association. Uh, and then they did have a moment where they, you know, three members came on stage and said, like, we're going to do better. Um, we aim to have a more inclusive association and stuff. Um, and, you know, why? while I think that was a step in the right direction, of course, it does feel almost like a little, like, it's a little, a little too late, you know?
0: It seems a bit performative. Yeah, like honestly. they were,
1: it was in response to
0: a recent yeah. big scoop. Exactly. So, I mean, they it's very it's it was a very nice way of saying it. Mm-hmm. But really looking back the history of the Hollywood Forum Press, probably not much is going to change. Which is sad to say, but it's not surprising.
1: So, anything else you want to say about the Golden Globes tonight?
0: I want to say that I'm mostly satisfied with a lot of the winners. Um, I think it's crazy that Sasha Baron Cohen won for won another Golden Globe for playing Borat. He did the same thing in 2007, and I just think, or I just think, the Oscars are going to be very interesting this year. That's mm-hmm. all I'll say.
1: Yep, I think that overall, this wa- this award show was fine you know yeah it, there wasn't anything too there were a few surprises but you know nothing too surprising nothing that crazy happened um one yeah of, it was the, fine
0: one of the most surprising things was just how normal looking jeff daniels's living space looked compared to all the other hollywood big wigs
1: Yep. Jeff Daniels looks like he lives in an apartment in LA that he shares with one other person and he pays like $800 a month. (laughs) Um, I did enjoy the like variety of clothes that you saw. Some people were dressed really nice. Other people like Jason Sudeikis was wearing, you know, like a tie dye sweatshirt. And when he won, he just seemed like really sad. And (laughs) when someone on Twitter said like, Jason Sudeikis, that was the saddest and hottest thing I have ever seen in my life. (laughs) Um,
0: Uh, I'm glad he he won, though. I'm glad I can call him Golden Globe winner Jason Sudeikis. Yep. Also, shout out to Tracy Morgan for, for... announcing soul as sal
1: yeah and then every and then i think jason sudeikis was making a joke like soul's pizza like sal's pizza and they just happened to cut to his audio
0: right then yeah it must have it must have seemed like a weird situation because whenever they would kind of fade into the commercials it mm-hmm. would show a uh, maybe five screens yeah or five people who were on zoom mm-hmm. and it implied that like they could hear one another and yeah. they could talk which seems that must be crazy i that don't must-
1: yeah i i I've really been thinking about it, and I would love to read about a deep dive into the, like, technical aspects of what went into this. I'm like, were there just, like, hundreds of people in a single Zoom call? Or was it, like, there were all the nominees were in, like, little calls with each other? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm fascinated, though.
0: More than likely, Al Pacino spent this evening very, very confused.
1: He looked confused. He looked, he was in his bed. (laughs) Someone said he was giving off, uh charlie and the chocolate factory grandpa vibes (laughs) anyway with that we didn't want this podcast to be too long so we just basically well all we want to say was i got 17 out of 25 guesses right and zach got 10 out of 25
0: how does it feel to know that you can very easily go into the mindset of the hollywood foreign press
1: oh i love awards season (laughs) anyway thanks for listening thanks for listening